You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Teen Mom. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Teen Mom news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now... Picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for Teen Mom. Hello, everyone. Mari Fagel here, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Star Session. Star, how are you tonight? I'm good. Excited to talk about Teen Mom. <laughs> so, uh, last night's episode was interesting. And once again, just reminds me of how far back in the timeline it was really shot because it was the quote-unquote Christmas episode, but Christmas of 2010, not Christmas of this year. And while watching the episode and what all the girls were going through, I just couldn't help but think, all right, the way they each spent Christmas this year could not be more different from the way they all spent Christmas last year and how much has happened in a year. Oh, a ton has happened over the year. I mean, babies were being born, and now, you know, they get to experience their first Christmas, and everyone's just a little bit older, so it's kind of exciting to see that happen um, and see where the parents are at, um, a year later. Yeah, I mean, there's so many breakups. Uh, people are spending Christmas with many different people than they spent Christmas with on last night's episode, and uh looks like there was some news over this Christmas, and we'll share that in the news and gossip segment, but uh, Leah apparently got some exciting news on, on this Christmas holiday season. Um, but let's talk about the four girls last night. I like to start with Chelsea only because I like to get Chelsea out of the way because her segment each week is the same and it's boring to me and I've continued to say that each week. So let's talk about Chelsea's back and forth with Adam, which like a ping pong ball watching every episode. Are they up? Are they down? Are they up? Are they down? And it's like, is there nothing else going on in this girl's life? Is there no other struggle she has other than Adam? Because I feel like there's no depth for her storyline. It's like all the other girls are dealing with so much from medical problems to, you know, fights with the in-laws, fights with the parents. And Chelsea, it's the same exact storyline every single week. It's like a broken record. Do, do, you, do you feel me on that? Oh, I completely agree when it comes down to it. Um, it's the same storyline over and over again. Um, it's always about Adam, and then it's always about her dad not liking Adam, and then her mom just being so blah about everything. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to watch the same storyline go over and over again, just like you said. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, I feel like, I mean, I already knew, I already knew the reason why she keeps taking Adam back every single time, but I guess she kind of said it out loud in last night's episode. And she basically said, you know, I don't want Aubrey to have a split up family like I had because I hated it. 
and I'm never going to, going to be happy having separate Christmases, separate this, separate that. And so obviously her constant need to like take back Adam stems from her own fear of ending up just like her parents and not wanting her child to have the life she had with split parents, which I already knew that was the reason, but you find her vocalizing that interesting. Well, when it came down to, you know, talking to her mom and talking to her dad, it's two different scenarios. Mom just kind of goes with the flow, um, which is kind of interesting why they, all their kids have kids already at this age. Uh, we'll talk about that in a yeah. second. Um, and then, you know, the dad is just really stern on not liking Adam, and she was even excited that Adam got a new job and it actually has benefits and uh, you know, honestly, I was like, what is the dad caring about Adam for? Why doesn't his, her, his own daughter have, a G, her, have her GED already or have a job herself, yeah. you know? So, you know, he needs to stop looking out on what, what another child is doing and start looking at his own child because it's kind of getting frustrated with this episode. And I didn't, I didn't blame Adam for not even caring about spending Christmas with her dad. Like, who cares at this point? They clearly do not like each other. So it was just, I don't know. Yeah. And Not so now, on dad's side. I, now, Chelsea's sister may have appeared in past episodes, but I I just don't remember them. And so seeing her last night, it's like, that's crazy because it also looks like her daughter is not that much older than Aubrey. She couldn't be more than a year older than Aubrey, which means that the family was dealing with, like, two different teen moms in their family in a very close period of time, which makes me wonder, like, did they, what, what went wrong in that family? Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to do some more research. Like, how many kids does this family have? Because even in the preview for next week, there's another sister, you know? So it's just like, is that, was that sister like, sitting the on the bed having... I think the preview for next week... Yeah, sorry. I think the preview for next week was actually her friend, not her sister. It was, like, her close friend. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, how many sisters is having babies? It's just not looking good. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, because I was really concerned. But, yeah. The, the the daughters are having kids around the same age. Their daughters are actually, they look alike, kind of identical, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like the parents, um, I don't know, weren't watching their children as much as they should have been in their teen years. So, And it's weird because the dad seems like a really good parent. Every episode, he always has a good head on his shoulders, and he's always giving her very sound advice. So I just wonder what went wrong there. I mean, it's just, it's just really, I mean, it's sad to say that the both sisters are in the same boat, you know, they're, they have kids and then they have baby daddies that are a hot mess. But I, I honestly think it was really cute. This episode between Adam and Chelsea, they went to go get their Christmas tree together. Adam got a job, you know, mom is really supportive of Adam and, you know, they were having a little bit of a cute family, but I have to say one thing about Chelsea. Do you notice that she always says to Adam, Give me a kiss. Do you yeah. notice that ever? She's always like, give yeah. me a kiss. It's her insecurity. It's her insecurity. She feeds off of needing something from someone else, and it's, yeah. in this case, it's Adam. And so, I don't know, it just looks really desperate. For the fifth time this episode, when she said, give me a kiss, I was over it. But, yeah. Who knows? What I noticed most about it is, you, you, like you said, it was a very cute moment for them tree shopping together. But that's the, the problem, because when Chelsea gets any small moment like this, any nice moment where they're having a good time together, 
she romanticizes Adam in her mind. So she will like seize on these little moments of, oh, Adam was nice to me and then romanticize him. So she'll look past any time he does some dick move again and she'll focus only on these like brief, nice moments together. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little sick cycle she has going on, and she probably won't give it up. They'll probably break yeah. up next episode, and then <laughs> it'll just continue on. Exactly. But even worse than her cycle with Adam, I mean, her cycle with Adam, to me, though, is kind of boring, but Janelle's cycle with Keeper, it's very entertaining, it's dramatic, and it's sad. And I want to shake Janelle and be like, Focus on your damn child. Focus on Jace. He is right there. And yes, I will talk about how her mother makes it difficult. And I understand that. We'll get into that. But she's sitting there upset, wanting to bail out Keeper. And it's like when every single person around you is telling you not to bail him out, then listen to them. I mean, none of her friends, none of his friends would agree, would agree to bail him out. And then I think it was her mom's boyfriend in the beginning of that episode who was saying, you used to be so light and bigger and have so many friends, and now you're just with this one guy. Focus on Jace. Focus on something else. And it's like, I don't know why she doesn't listen. She, she has this sick addiction to keep her that she needs to get over. And she's the one who put him in jail in the first place. Yeah, I mean, the whole episode with Janelle... Um, you know, she wanted to get Keeper out of jail after she put him in there. But my whole thing is I loved the stepdad this episode. He started off the episode yeah. strong. He had some great points. He had some great advice. And he spoke to her like a normal person, not like her mother that just calls her a bitch all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's not cool. Um, so her mom, her mom needs to take lessons from the stepdad on how to speak to Janelle. Even though after a while, you know, it started off as Christmas was a great morning. They had this beautiful music. I was like, when is the fight going to happen? Because there has to be a fight every episode between Janelle and her mom because they just cannot seem to speak like normal adults. And I have to applaud the stepdad, even though I want him to step in more when they're fighting. Like, I feel like the stepdad should break all this up. You you see him in the background. No, that's not his place, though, especially. It's not his place, but he's seen. It's not his place, but he seems so level-headed. <laughs> so I feel like he can just level-head the whole fight. But it doesn't need to escalate if he maybe just steps in and say, hey, speak to her this way. You know, there's just there's a way of communication, and yelling is not the way because it just gets into a larger yeah. fight. So, the thing I is, know, I, I really... wish Janelle's mom... I wish Janelle's mom would understand that every time she takes Janelle, takes Jace away from Janelle... As she's sitting in the home, I think it's so terrible, that she takes him to daycare as Janelle is sitting there. Every time she does that, she is pushing Janelle closer and closer to Kiefer. Her exact action on Christmas Day led Janelle straight to Kiefer. Yes, before they started opening presents, before the fight, she thought about bailing him out. But then she had this nice Christmas moment with Chase, and it seemed like she was focusing on Chase. And then what does her mom do but, like, pick him up and, and take him to daycare. And, like, I understand that Janelle doesn't have custody of her son, but what her mom is doing is so wrong and is pushing Janelle towards this behavior. I'm not saying this behavior is right, but I somewhat understand why 
Janelle doesn't focus on Jace as much or doesn't fight to focus on him because her mom doesn't even give her the chance. Well, I mean, it was Christmas Day, so I don't. I think I don't know where the mom was going. The mom seemed like she was circling the block. I don't really think her mom dropped off Jace at at daycare because it was Christmas Day. You know, everything's closed. But when it comes down to it, like she's saying, "Hey, I was going to put clothes on him," instead of saying, "Hey, I was going to put clothes on him." Get your butt up off the couch, Janelle, and go take your son. Like, oh, I'll do it. You can do it in a sweet way. Like, oh, mom, thanks so much but I will put Jason's clothes on because I want to do it. She just wants to argue out of arguing. My whole thing is like, put, get up off the couch and help your child. And then when on the mom's side, if the, if Janelle says she's going to do it, I'd be like, here, do it. You know, I would not be arguing with her. I'd be like, do it then. But you know, her mom doesn't, I think her mom is kind of attached to Jace in a strange way. And I would definitely like to speak about how she talks so badly about Janelle to the child. You don't oh, say, isn't your yeah. mommy a bitch? You don't say things like that, yeah. you know? You don't. You never talk badly about their parents, you know? My, yeah, I, I don't know. There's just, you just don't do it. Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up because I saw that. And it's like her, she should never say something like that to, to Jace. And I, I feel like she, it's some thick, Thing, like Jace is her second chance at motherhood. Like, oh, she mm-hmm. fucked up Janelle. She's not worth even. She's beyond the point of saving. This is my second shot at it, at a good child. And it's some. I. It has to be some weird thing because I can't understand why she wouldn't let Janelle be around the child. It, it's it's very strange. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, Janelle, when it comes down to it, she's saying I'm here and I'm trying, but I don't really see much of the trying aspect. And I thought it was, everything was going so beautiful on that Christmas morning with the family. And then her mom comes up with the letter from school, which could have been dealt with the day after Christmas. And she basically starts this whole fight saying, you know, I got the letter from school. You're not doing well in school. I'm going to pick a fight with you right here on Christmas morning. And I'm going to pick up Jace since you said you were going to change him in five minutes. Five minutes wasn't long enough, so I'm picking him up and changing it. You know, Mom was snowballing this whole entire fight, uh, which is just really sad to say. But, you know, then Janelle goes and tries to find... I love how she calls 20 million people to get Keeper out of jail, and not one person answers. But her stepdad made a great point that she used to have a ton of friends, and now she pushed them basically all away with all of her problems. Like, who calls someone on Christmas morning with more problems? Yeah. You know? Yeah. A problem friend that everyone's dropping. So. And if none of your friends are willing to do it, and even his friend isn't willing to do it, then isn't that a sign? He, even his friend said, I don't want to bail him out because I don't trust what he could do. He could flee. He could run. Like, I don't trust it. Uh, so obviously the guy like deserves to be in jail, and I know she's the one who put him there. But uh, isn't that isn't she totally ignores anything anyone says to her about him? And I love is blind, I guess, but I mean, I it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's just so that they even met. Period. Because <laughs> she can't seem to shake him. Because he is just going nowhere fast and I don't know why she doesn't see it. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm trying to figure out the other relationship, which is 
Leah and Corey. And I'm watching them so closely because I hindsight is 2020, and I know now watching the show what the outcome is that they are divorced. And I, so it makes me watch their marriage closer. It's kind of like when I watch Kim and Courtney take New York, now that I know what happened, I watch Chris Humphries and Kim Kardashian so much closer because I'm trying to figure out what went wrong. And now it was like the beginning of the season. There were some fights here and there with jealousy. I mean, Corey's definitely jealous. Leah definitely feels like too, maybe too much of a housewife before she got the job and wasn't too happy. But I don't know, nothing so far seemed like some big, crazy fight that would lead to a divorce or something they couldn't get over. And even last night's episode was so nice. It was like, they're celebrating Christmas and their first birthdays. And she even said, I'm so happy we made it so they don't have to have separate birthdays together. And he even dressed up as Santa. I mean, he was probably the most... <laughs> very soon in the season and I'm just wondering what happened because I don't know from the episode we saw last night they seemed fine I mean from the episode I saw last night I felt like there was no attraction I felt that they are boring with each other I feel like they don't really like each other I mean these are things that I'm seeing yes it was nice moments and they were there with each other but you know I just I don't feel the chemistry between the two of them and that's just me it just feels like He's just going through the motions, and she's trying really hard. And I don't know. It's just kind of interesting with, with their whole relationship because there is no big fight that happened. There is no, nothing tremendous that seems to happen in each episode between the two of them. But I just don't see that extra love that there, sh that there maybe should be. But yeah, I would like to definitely... definitely long, yeah, there's definitely long-stemming issues there. You can see he's jealous. He doesn't trust her. She's definitely unhappy, and I think she married for the children and not for herself. But I'm wondering, like, what made her come to this realization? What made her finally say, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to give up on this? Like, I, I just don't, don't see that, that moment of clarity yet, so I'm wondering when it's going to come and what spurred it on. Yeah, hopefully it'll, have, it'll break this season, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but I and definitely I would love to talk... Talk Sorry, about Leah and her spending $500 on Christmas. Well, I don't know. But yes, of course, that is a lot of money, especially because they're already juggling medical bills and everything else. But first of all, we do need to remember that they do get paid by MTV. And I know MTV tries to not incorporate the fact that these girls get paid by them in the show. I don't think she'd so freely spend $500 were it not for her getting paid, you know, several thousand dollars by right. MTV. And, it's and not about how much... Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was going to say, and also the kids were in the hospital last year on Christmas, so I understand her, her you know, want and need to make it a special Christmas. Not that the kids would notice the difference between $5 and $500. That's my point. Um, when it comes down to being one years old, when I was one, I don't remember my first Christmas at all. And when it comes down to children's toys, I'm sure there's a Walmart in their town. And toys are like five, ten bucks. So you buy them eight toys max, 80 bucks, call it a day. You know what I mean? If you have to buy times yeah. two, that's 200 bucks. And it's 
they don't even it's, they really are excited about the wrapping paper, which is what the the mother said to Leah is they're they're going to be more excited about the wrapping paper than about the gift. So don't be upset about it. And I'm glad she said that because on Christmas morning Leah was like, oh, they're only excited about the wrapping paper. So I mean, you could have yeah. wrapped an old toy and they would have still loved it. But I don't know. I I do think five hundred dollars is a little much, even if you're rich or poor. When it comes down to a one year old. Um, spend the yeah. money on other things like maybe clothes and things like that. Yeah. And then um, I had some crazy news and gossip about Leah, and I'll save this till after the commercial, but I honestly hope it's not true. Seriously, but uh, let's, re- let's move into our last girl so we can get to that crazy news and gossip. Um, let's move into Kaylin. She's always my favorite, always has been, and the season continues to be. She shows a level of maturity that none of the girls have, and she definitely has it the hardest and the toughest of them all. I mean, I don't mean to rank how hard they all have it. Obviously, they all have a lot of issues, the medical problems, the bad boyfriends, the fights, and whatever. But she really is doing it on her own and really does not have much help compared with the other girls. And so I really commend her for, I don't know, taking all the right steps. I mean, when she decided to write that letter to Joe's mom, I thought that that showed a real level of maturity and admitting that she had done something wrong. And I really loved what she said in the letter. She was honest. She said, I never meant to take advantage of you. I appreciate everything you guys have done. I never meant to cause problems and add stress. Those were not my intentions. Um, And I don't know, in the previews for next episode, it looks like Joe's mom wasn't so receptive to that. But I hope she would be because I think that she really put herself out there. And Kaylin made a mistake. She got into it with Jordan while she was still living in her home. But who was the only person there for her on Christmas while her son wasn't with her and she was lonely and alone but Jordan? Jordan is a great guy. And so she obviously made a good decision with Jordan, even though she messed up her relationship with Joe's parents and sacrificed that relationship for this for this relationship, Jordan seems like a great guy, and, you know, we know that didn't last now, but, you know, I just really like Kaylin. Yeah, I mean, Kaylin's a smart girl. She doesn't want to take from the government, so she's in a program where she's going to get, you know, world. she can get on her feet, which is great for her, and she needs that stability, you know, which we definitely talked about in the past weeks. Uh, but it's it was great for for her, for her. With the $500, she didn't spend $500 on Christmas. She spent, there was like three toys that he opened, and I think that was more than enough, you know, for baby Isaac, which I'm sure he also had another Christmas at his dad's house as well. But when it comes down to it, she is practical. She knows what she's doing. You know, she's, she baked cookies for the holiday. She's just one of those moms that does that little extra step and and just being mature and taking care of her own. Um, when it comes out to her and Jordan, they were really cute together, opening up gifts and exchanging yeah. gifts, and um, they respect each other, which is good. It was a little odd. They were like, maybe we'll be together next Christmas, or maybe not. I, that whole moment was a little odd for me. <laughs> um, no, that's not odd. That was nice. Cause it, like, no guy wants to, like, in their early in a relationship, wants to say, like, oh, I see us together Christmas Eve next Christmas because I'm sure he does and wants it, but he's not going to admit it. And so I thought that was a really sweet moment, which makes it even more sad that she did not spend this Christmas with Jordan. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Poor thing. But I don't know. But let's talk about the exchange between the next morning she wakes up and she goes and picks up Isaac from 
um, daddy's house. And that weird exchange of the letter and, like, mom, you have a visitor. Like, he just, they didn't even hug each other on Christmas. It was just a really odd exchange for me, um, you know, getting the kid back and forth from the parents. It was just really weird to me. Um, I think that they handled it well, actually, because, I mean, it's a lot better than it used to be, and they're cordial and they're nice yes. to each other. And I think that Joe actually handled it well because he didn't want to get involved. He and Kaylin yeah, no, he does a separate relationship from his mom and Kaylin. So I thought that that was a very mature move on his part to not get himself involved by, like, handing a letter but saying, here, mom, here's Kaylin, like, she has something to give you, because then that puts the no, ball. No, that was great. That was great. I'm just... Get involved. No, that was great. I, I commend them on that, too. But I just wanted them to hug each other and say, like, give someone a hug and say, Merry Christmas, you know? Like, there was no love between each other. Yes, there was a separate relationship between the mom and them, and there was no... That was weird, too, handing off the letter. It was just those little awkward moments that maybe I just saw, but... I don't know. I think the re- the letter that she sent to her mom was really well thought out, really, um, you know, well written, as well as I think when the mom read it, she just she was just so hurt. She looks like she it's kind of like she like lost her like best friend or lost her fake daughter. You know, she just feels really hurt. And um, you know, I will get more into that next week in the episode. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. Yeah, well, I do have an update on Kaylin and how she spent her Christmas this year in our news and gossip segment. So, Star, if you have anything else to add, uh, do it now, and then we can go into a quick commercial break before news and gossip. Let's go into the commercial. (laughs) Gotta love Team Mom. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows. From Boardwalk Empire, to American Idol, to Vampire Diaries, to Real Housewives, and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. All right, so Kaylin did spend Christmas this year with Joe on... But the right after Christmas was spotted in New York City with a new guy. Uh, however, apparently the new guy is just a friend. But despite that, people were tweeting, calling her a hoe, seeing the picture because she had moved on with the new guy so quickly that she tweeted back, I'm being called a hoe because I posted a picture with my friends the other day. Gotta love ignorance. And her friend tweeted, no, ma'am, that's my BFF. Uh, so... Apparently, she's not dating anyone or whoever she is dating. That's not the guy she took to New York City, but happy to see she was able to spend a uh, another Christmas with Joe. But this time together. 
let's cue the basement Christmas together. Um, I don't know. When it gets on Twitter wars, it just gets a little silly. But I'm glad she responded back because you can have friends, but I want to know more. Who are you really dating? That, that would be great. Yeah. Well, there was rumors that she was dating a guy in high school. Um, I don't know what happened to that, but you mentioned Twitter wars. There was another Twitter war. Chelsea's old old best friend, Megan, uh, went on a huge Twitter rant against her. I guess Chelsea didn't show up after she got her appendix removed, and then she called Chelsea on Twitter a shitty-ass friend. I'm not her friend anymore. Try to be friends with someone so selfish, greedy, demanding, and bitchy. Then she called Teen Mom fake and said and tweeted, Chelsea would even have MTV call or text me begging me to come film and I would ignore, ignore them both. It's all fake. Wow. Yeah, Chelsea looks like she's losing friends these days. And it's probably over Adam. And I'm sure she's spending time with Adam instead of going to see her friend um, who was sick. You know, it just comes down to just thinking, not thinking about yourself and making sure your hair is done and your nails are done because that's all Chelsea seems to think about uh, when you look at her because there's nothing else, no achievements she has to talk about ever. But she always looks good. And that's why I bet you on Chelsea's end, part of it must be, I don't know about faith, but must be a little bit produced because all the other girls have legitimate drama going on in their lives that I don't think very much of it needs to be produced. And I think Teen Mom is one of those rare reality shows that isn't really producer dappled and they for the most part are filming actually what happens. I can understand why maybe for Chelsea's segments, she'll call the friend to like talk about Adam on camera because that's, she has nothing else going on. So I understand why her segments may be a little fake. Yeah. Cause they're boring and she needs to get dropped from the show. <laughs> yeah. And now for my, my bomb of gossip on Leah, I don't know if this is true, but apparently Leah is engaged to her boyfriend and pregnant again. He apparently told the new magazine, Reality Weekly, I bought an ornament for the tree that said engaged with both our names on it and the date. And when I saw Leah looking at it, that's when I gave her the ring. It's a 1.5 princess cut diamond. And he added, yes, Leah is having my baby. I was at work when Leah called to tell me she'd gotten blood work done and it came back positive. At first, I was kind of surprised, but I was happy. And then uh, Corey's current girlfriend says, I think Corey would be supportive of it. He likes Jeremy a lot. Jeremy is a good guy. Um, I Leah posted some cryptic messages on Twitter, but didn't confirm it so far. If this is true, this is shocking. She wouldn't be the first 16 and pregnant franchise to get pregnant again because uh, one of the girls from the last 16 and pregnant season, Jordan, got pregnant again. And I believe she'll be yeah. the next Teen Mom franchise. But Leah would be the first Teen Mom to be pregnant again. So that would be a bombshell. And that would mean three kids at, what, at 20 years old. And that's insane. I mean, it's insane for one. For two, um, with one of her child children possibly having like a disorder, you have to be really careful just about popping out kids. You have to make sure your blood work is good for yourself as well as your spouse. You mean you don't want to bring another child into the world that is not planned and you're not taking the right prenatal um, pills and things like that. You have to really be conscious of this. You can't just bring 
bring it to children into the world if you're not really absolutely sure that they're going to be the most healthiest children that they can be. So that would be really shocking to me. Um, it's good to find love again, so congratulations on the love. But hopefully she's not pregnant, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't so much mind the engagement, but I really hope the pregnancy is not true. And then on the Janelle front, apparently she's not currently seeking custody of Jace. Um, she has been passing her monthly drug test, and if she continues to do so, her probation will be over by April, which would make it easier for her to regain custody of Jace. But sources say that she's been trying to get settled in and live somewhere permanently, and she's kind of bouncing back back and forth, and uh, that thus far she has no plans to seek custody of Jace. Yeah, there's no reason to until she finishes college and can support herself and can get her own place and can kick the drugs because she can't seem to take care of herself, not let alone a, a two-year-old who is comfortable yeah. in his living situation and, you know, has a guardian that is, you know, honestly taking care of him. So I I don't think Janelle is going to be a mommy anytime soon. So. Except that makes me sad for Jace because Janelle's mom doesn't seem like that much better of a mother. I know she's trying to give Jace her second shot of motherhood, but she, I don't know. She can't be that healthy of a mom. She just screams way too much and tells her grandson inappropriate things. Yeah, it's kind of hard for them, but that family's kind of, we, we got to look on the outside in and hope for the best for that child. And now, before we get into our predictions, I just wanted to share news on one of the teen moms who's not part of this franchise, but obviously is all over the news, so we got to talk about it. Amber Portwood, she is in jail and will be in jail until her hearing on January 27th on several alleged probation violations. Uh, she was arrested last month uh, and spent Christmas, New Year's, everything in jail. She apparently failed to submit to drug tests, hasn't completed her GED, hasn't completed anger management classes, and hasn't deposited $10,000 into a college fund for Leah, breaking all of those probation restrictions. And she apparently uh, is accused of committing two new felonies. One is battery following a fight with a girl at a restaurant, and the other is possession of a controlled substance. Uh, so she's due in court January 27th on that. But in a video conference last week with the judge, she said, I want to quit the show and I will. So I, on my uh, legal news blog, TheLegalLady.com, posed the question to viewers, should Amber Portwood stay on Teen Mom? Because MTV, she's currently contractually bound to MTV, so they would have to make an exception and let her go. And 100% of voters, meaning zero people voted for her to stay on the show, 100% of voters say MTV should release her and that she needs help. So uh, I guess the answer is clear. Yeah, the answer is clear. I mean, she needs to get out of the limelight of um, TV and, you know, finish her probation. But honestly, the TV show probably has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with her messing up her probation. So... On her end, she needs to stop wearing glasses. I don't know if the TV show is responsible for her messing up her probation. Obviously, she should have gotten those things, but I think it is responsible for her, her mental breakdown and her 
trying to kill herself in June. Apparently, she's on suicide watch again in jail. And I think a lot of it stems from just the negative attention that she's gotten because of the show and having a spotlight on her during, you know, dark times. I think that that definitely contributes to her mental breakdown and she would be a healthier person if cameras were not. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows, everyone knows her ups and her downs now. And now she is a little bit of a, a celebrity. And even if she's off the show, we're still going to follow her. We're still going to be interested yeah. in what, what's the latest court hearing. So she's kind of in it for the long haul, even if she does leave the show. But, you know, That's I just, true. you know, pray for for Leah because that baby did not like all that screaming around her because you can tell. She always shook her head yeah. every time they were screaming. So. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some predictions for next week. Well. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. So it looks like Janelle in the next episode is getting ready for a court date where she apparently is facing 240 days in prison. We know that that didn't happen. Um, and she ended up rehab instead, um, probation. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then what I'm really interested in is this confrontation between Kaylin and Joe's mom, because it doesn't look like it went well. Kaylin seemed fine. Joe's mom seemed pretty upset. You know, I really want them to have a healthy relationship. And the fact that they spent Christmas this year together makes me think that maybe they did mend things. But I'm curious to see what goes down between them. Leah um, looks like she's facing more medical difficulties. And as we mentioned before, it looks like Chelsea's close friend is pregnant. Um, I heard rumors about this before this, um, you know, aired on television. I heard rumors that the friend got pregnant to be on MTV. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't think that could ever be pro- proven, but that's what I heard. What do you think? Um, I, I mean, that would be interesting, an interesting twist. It's definitely not proven, but it is weird that people of that age range are getting pregnant around her, so... I don't think it's smart. I don't think, I don't even think she's happy for her friend that is pregnant just by her quick reaction that they showed. Um, when it comes down to Janelle, we already, we already know what's going to happen with Janelle. So we can't really predict. We already know the prediction. Um, and then Isaac's yeah. birthday is happening and he is so cute. I just think he's so adorable. His big old head. It's enormous. Um, but then, yeah, there is that confrontation between the two of, of them, the mom and uh, Kaylin. And yeah, there's some tears that are going to be happening, but I definitely think they're going to mend their relationship because the lady is an adult and she's going to forgive a child for making mistakes um, in her, in yeah. their lives. And so, yeah. yeah. And then we're going to learn more about the babies with Leah and the, and the condition. So I cannot wait for next week. All right. Well, thank you for joining me this week, and hopefully we'll have the rest of the crew back in studio next week. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening, and make sure to catch us next week, same time, same place, on AfterBuzz TV. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV.
Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.